Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. We dive into stories of true crime from unsolved cold cases to historic kidnapping to gangsters and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lease. And on today's episode, we're diving into the 2009 Fort Hood shooting. But first, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex. What is Pondex, you ask? It's a great question. Let me tell you all about them. Pondex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or go right or get more engagement, you're going to want to check them out today at poddex.com. And hey, 
you use the code Larry21, I'll get you 10% off your first order. So don't forget, Larry21, save you 10% off your first order. And now let's dive into today's topic. On November 5th, 2009, a mass shooting took place at Fort Hood near Killeen, Texas. Nidal Hassan was a U.S. Army major and psychiatrist who fatally shot 13 people and injured more than 30 others. It was the deadliest mass shooting on an American military base. Hassan was shot and as a result paralyzed from the waist down. He was arraigned by a military court on July 20th, 2011 and was charged with 13 counts of premeditated murder and 32 counts of attempted murder under the Uniform Code of Military Justice. His court-martial began on August 7th, 2013. Due to the nature of the charges, more than one premeditated or first-degree murder case in a single crime, Hassan faced either the death penalty or life in prison without parole upon conviction. Hassan was found guilty on 13 counts of premeditated murder and 32 counts of attempted premeditated murder on August 23rd, 2013. And he was sentenced to death on August 28th, 2013. According to pretrial testimony, Hassan entered the Guns Galore store in Killeen on July 31st, 2009 and purchased the F9-F7 semi-automatic pistol that he would use in the attack at Fort Hood. According to Army Specialist William Gilbert, a regular customer at the store, Hassan entered the store and asked for the, quote, most technologically advanced weapon on the market and the one with the highest standard magazine capacity. Hassan was allegedly asked how he intended to use the weapon but simply repeated that he wanted the most advanced handgun with the largest magazine capacity. The three people with Hassan, Gilbert, the store manager, and an employee, all recommended the F9-F7 pistol. As Gilbert owned one of the pistols, he spent an hour describing its operation to Hassan. Hassan left the store, saying he needed to research the weapon. He returned to purchase the gun the next day and visited the store once a week to buy extra magazines along with over 3,000 rounds of 5.7mm SS-192 and SS-197SR ammunition total. In the weeks prior to the attack, Hassan visited an outdoor shooting range in Florence, where he allegedly became adept at hitting silhouette targets at distances of up to 100 yards. At approximately 1.34pm local time, November 5th, 2009, Hassan entered the Soldier Readiness Processing Center, where personnel received routine medical treatment immediately prior to and on return from deployment. He was preparing to deploy to Afghanistan with his unit and had been to the center several times before. He was armed with the F957 pistol, which he had filled with two Laser Max laser sights, one red, one green, a Smith & Wesson 357 Magnum revolver, which was later found on Hassan's person, but he did not use it to shoot any of the victims. After entering the building, Hassan went to the first desk to the right of the north doors and asked to see Major Parrish. Parrish worked in the building and had been assisting Hassan in his deployment preparations. The worker went down the hall to get Parrish, and according to eyewitnesses, Hassan then went around behind the desk and bowed his head for several seconds before he suddenly stood up, sh shouted, Alu Akbar, and opened fire. Witnesses said Hassan initially sprayed bullets at soldiers in a fan-like motion before taking aim at individual soldiers. Eyewitness Sergeant 
Michael Davis said, quote, the rate of fire was pretty much constant shooting. When I initially heard it, it sounded like an M16. Army Reserve Captain John Gaffney tried to stop Hassan by charging him, but was mortally wounded before reaching him. Civilian phys physician assistant Michael Cahill also tried to charge Hassan with a chair, but was shot and killed. Army Reserve Specialist Logan Burnett tried to stop Hassan by throwing a folding table at him, but he was shot in the left hip, fell down, and crawled to a nearby cubicle. According to testimony from witnesses, Hassan passed up several opportunities to shoot civilians, and instead targeted soldiers in uniform, who, in accordance with military policy, were not carrying personal firearms. At one point, Hassan approached a group of five civilians hiding under a desk. He looked at them, swept a dot of his pistol's laser sight over one of the men's face, and turned away without firing. While this was going on, an army specialist broke a window in the back of the building where Major Parrish worked. Two soldiers and Parrish exited the building through the broken window on the east side of the building and escaped to the parking lot. Though one soldier severely cut his hand on broken glass, all of this happened as Hassan was still roaming the building and shooting. Base Civilian Police Sergeant Kimberly Munley, who had rushed to the scene in her patrol car, encountered Hassan in the area outside the Soldier Readiness Processing Center. Hassan fired at Munley, who exchanged shots with him using her 9mm M9 pistol. Munley's hand was hit by shrapnel when one of Hassan's bullets struck a nearby rain gutter, and then two bullets struck Munley. The first bullet hit her thigh, and the second hit her knee. As she began to fall from the first bullet, the second bullet struck her femur, shattering it and knocking her to the ground. Hassan walked up to Munley and kicked her pistol out of reach. As the shooting continued outside, nurses and medics entered the building. An unidentified soldier secured the south double doors with his ACU belt and rushed to help the wounded. According to the responding nurses, there was so much blood covering the floor inside the building that they were unable to maintain balance and had difficult difficulty reaching the wounded to help them. In the area outside the building, Hassan continued to shoot at fleeing soldiers. Herman Torer, director of the Soldier Readiness Processing Site, arrived at this time. Hassan had gone around the building and was out of sight, but still shooting. Toro and another site worker rushed to assist Lieutenant Colonel Juanita Warman, who was down on the ground north of the medical building. They both took her by the arms and tried to carry her to safety when Hassan returned and aimed his red laser across Toro's chest, but did not fire. Toro took cover behind an electrical box and saw civilian police sergeant Mark Todd arrive and shout commands at Hassan to surrender. Todd said, quote, then he turned and fired a couple of rounds at me. I didn't hear him say a word. He just turned and fired. The two exchanged shots, Hassan emptying his pistol in the process. He stopped, turned, reached into his pocket for a new magazine before being felled by five shots from Todd. Todd then ran over to Hassan, kicked the pistol out of his hand, and put handcuffs on him as he fell unconscious. Lieutenant Commander Tom Eberhardt, Deputy Director of Human Resources, Fort Hood, arrived and entered the medical building to help. He had to step over bodies to enter the building's north entrance. He assisted another soldier in performing CPR on one of the wounded soldiers at the building's waiting area. Folding chairs were scattered all around. He noticed a soldier outside the south doors of the building and went to help, removing the belt from the door. The down, 
Soldier was Staff Sergeant Alonzo Lunsford, a medical assistant from the building. He had two wounds in the abdomen and a wound to the scalp. He was unconscious, and Lieutenant Commander Eberhardt went back into the building to retrieve a folding table. Other soldiers assisted in getting Staff Sergeant Lunsford on the table and across the building to the triage area. And now we're going to take a little closer look into the aftermath of this terrorist attack. An investigator later testified that 146 spent shell casings were recovered inside the building. Another 68 casings were collected outside for a total of 214 rounds fired by the attacker and responding police officers. A medic who treated Hassan said his pockets were full of pistol magazines. When the shooting ended, he was still carrying 177 rounds of unfired ammunition. Contained in both 20 and 30 round magazines, the incident, which lasted about 10 minutes, resulted in 13 killed, 12 soldiers, and 1 civilian. 11 died at the scene, and 2 died later in a hospital, and 30 people wounded. Initially, officials thought three soldiers were involved in the shooting. Two others were detained, but subsequently released. The Fort Hood website posted a notice indicating that the shooting was not a drill. Immediately after the shooting, the base and surrounding areas were locked down by military police and U.S. Army Criminal Investigation Command until around 7 p.m. local time. In addition, Texas Rangers, Texas DPS troopers, deputies from the Bell County Sheriff's Office, and FBI agents from Austin and Waco were dispatched to the base. U.S. President Barack Obama was briefed on the incident and later made a statement about the shooting. On November 5, 2010, one year later, 15 individuals received awards for their actions in the shooting. <clears throat> 13 people, 12 soldiers and 1 civilian, were killed in the attack. Over 30 people were wounded, some from gunshots, others from falls or other injuries that occurred during the incident. And many suffered psychological trauma or shock. The Army, press, and investigative bodies have reported several numbers for the total injured without indicating what sort of injuries they were counting, nor how. There was 29, 30, 31, 32, 38, 42. Hassan, the gunman, was taken to Scott and White Memorial Hospital, a trauma center in Temple, Texas, later moved to Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio, Texas, where he was held under heavy guard. Hassan was hit by at least four shots. As a result of his bullet wounds to his spine, he is now paraplegic. He was later held at the Bell County Jail in Belton, Texas. During his court-martial on August 6, 2013, before a panel of 13 officers, Major Hassan declared that he was the shooter. Hassan is unmarried and was described as socially isolated. Born in the U.S., Hassan is a practicing Muslim who, according to one of his cousins, became more devout after the deaths of his parents in 1998 and 2001. His cousin did not recall him ever expressing radical or anti-American views. Another cousin, Nader Hassan, a lawyer in Virginia, said that, his, said that Hassan's opinion turned, out, turned against the U.S. after he heard stories from his patients who had returned from fighting in Afghanistan and Iraq. Because what Hassan said was discrimination and his deepening anguish about serving in a military that fought against Muslims, 
He told some of his family that he wanted to leave the military. At Fort Hood, Hassan rented an apartment away from other officers in a somewhat run-down area. Two days before the shooting, Hassan gave away furniture from his home, saying he was going to be deployed. He also handed out copies of the Koran, along with his business cards, which gave a Maryland phone number and read, Behavioral Health, Mental Health, Life Skills, Nadal Hassan. The cards did not reflect his military rank. Hassan expressed admirations for the teaching of Anwar al-Wallaki, the imam at the mosque at Falls Church, Virginia, between 2000 and 2002. al had been the subject of several FBI investigations and had helped hijackers and provide spiritual guidance to them when they met him at the San Diego Mosque and after they drove to the East Coast. Consider it, considered moderate, then, he appeared to become radicalized after 2006 and was under surveillance. Army employees were informed of the contacts at the time, but they believed that the emails were consistent with Hassan's professional mental health research about Muslims and the armed services as part of his master's work in disaster and preventive psychiatry. A D.C.-based Joint Terrorism Task Force operating under the FBI was notified the information reviewed by one of its Defense Criminal Investigative Service employees, who concluded that there was not sufficient information for a larger investigation. Senior officers at the Department of Defense stated they were not notified of such investigation before the shooting. Let us know in the comment section below your thoughts on this national tragedy. Give us a like on the video. Give us a thumbs up. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and check out other videos. Thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash True Crime Never Sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.